Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. The other day, I heard an ominous sound from another room, so I hollered, is everything okay? One of the kids responded, I broke a glass. So I offered back, can I help clean it up? We got to work cleaning up the mess together. You don't want your kids to flinch every time they break something and worry that you'll get mad or yell at them. You want them to learn that mistakes happen and that you'll be there to love and support them during good times and bad. You want them to trust you to respond favorably when they're in trouble or trust you with sensitive information if a friend is in trouble. At least, that's the kind of parent that I want to be. My patience was high that day. There have absolutely been times in the past when I reacted less desirably, but it felt amazing to stay calm and supportive that day. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled, One Thing You Must Do to Create Lasting Sibling and Friendship Bonds. So what happens when your child quarrels with their sibling or friend? Do you make them apologize? Do you brush it off and move on to the next activity? There's a really important learning opportunity in those moments that you can take advantage of to create lasting sibling and friendship bonds. Today, I'll introduce you to my acknowledge and amends technique to help siblings or friends mend their relationship after disagreements or fights. This technique offers so much more than a simple or forced apology. It helps to develop empathy and perspective taking, while showing love and support for our siblings and friends. When sibling relationships or friendships are disrupted, a basic apology leaves open the door for lingering resentment that can build up, especially over years and years of sibling disagreements. My acknowledge and amends technique helps to build important social skills while also paving the way for lasting sibling and friendship bonds. Let's first talk about supporting imperfection. Your kids need to know that it's okay to make mistakes. Nobody is perfect, especially not young children whose primary job it is to learn new things every day and whose emotion regulation skills are slowly developing. We all have moments when we may say or do things we regret. These moments do not make you a bad person or a naughty child. As frustrating as it can be when your child makes mistakes, be sure that they understand that's okay. This stems back to Carl Rogers' theory of unconditional positive regard. Our kids need to know that they will always be loved and valued, regardless of what actions they take. You can disapprove of a specific behavior of theirs, but you'll always approve of them. Okay, now the first step is to start to make amends. Keep in mind that we are supporting imperfection in our children. It is our job to teach our children appropriate behavior, and that includes kind and gentle interactions with siblings and friends. Our kids need to learn how to check in with their sibling or friend after a disagreement to begin mending the relationship. There's a lot of emphasis placed on the words, I'm sorry, in an apology, but I suggest using a different strategy called acknowledge and amends. In our family, your apology may or may not include the words, I'm sorry. Instead, the key elements are, number one, 
Acknowledge what happened and your role in the incident. For example, I should not have taken the toy you were playing with, or I should not have hit you when you called me a name. It's tough for kids to take responsibility for their actions, regardless of their age, just as it's tough for adults, but it's crucial that they understand their role in the disagreement. Awareness is the first step in preventing future disagreements. The younger the child, the more support they'll need from you in identifying their role in the disagreement. You may say something like, what happened to make Jimmy start crying? Did you say or do something to him? Oh, you hit him. We don't hit people. We use gentle touch. Do you see how hitting him was a mistake that made him sad? Jimmy's our friend and we want him to be happy. This conversation should be done in a calm and caring way with the focus being on teaching, not judging your child. You also want to make sure to validate their feelings that caused them to act that way. You might say, what made you so upset that you hit him? Oh, you really wanted the toy and he wasn't sharing. It's hard waiting for a toy and that can be very upsetting, but still we do not hit people. Next time you might ask Jimmy if he could play with the toy for another minute, then offer you the turn. I always close step one with a reminder of a better way to handle the problem if it comes up again in the future. For older kids who are well-trained in the acknowledge and amends technique, you may need only to ask, what was your role in the disagreement? And you'll get a clear response. For example, yesterday my 10-year-old and 14-year-old had heated words, and when I went into the room to see what was going on, each child was quickly able to relay the cause of the incident. One said, he asked me something, and I overreacted and yelled. When I queried if he had tried a more gentle response before yelling, he said he had tried several more gentle responses, but they hadn't worked, so he lost his cool. When I asked my other child about the incident, he said, yeah, I was badgering him, and understood that repetitive questioning had irritated his brother. Both age and practice help kids develop this sense of perspective and accountability. Once you've helped your child to identify their role in the disagreement, be sure that they articulate that to their sibling or friend. For example, I should not have hit you to get the toy, or I see how my badgering made you angry. That's the key to step one. Acknowledge to the other person involved in the disagreement how your actions contributed to the incident. Step two, begin to make amends. So step one is important for building empathy and social skills to improve future interactions between your children and their friends, but the kids involved may still be feeling hurt or wronged. Step two is all about showing the other person that you care about them enough to help try to make them feel better now and to start down the road to recovering from the incident. This can be anything from offering a hug to inviting them to do a fun activity together. For older kids and bigger mistakes, this might involve offering to do a chore of theirs, or it could be saying three nice things about a person to make up for hurtful words. Kids can ask their sibling or friend what would make them feel better. A common response is a request that the other person states they won't do that behavior ever again. Sometimes your child will know what would help them to start feeling better, and sometimes they just need a little space before they're ready to move on. Just hearing the offer to help make amends goes a long way to repair a sibling or friendship relationship. Apologizing using my acknowledge and amends technique involves accepting responsibility for actions, acknowledging the harm we caused, and our commitment to making amends. By doing so, we open the door for healing and restoration in sibling and friend relationships. This strategy helps reduce built-up resentment that can form between friends and especially between siblings who spend time together day after day, year after year. It's a key component in raising siblings who think of each other as friends throughout their lifetimes. 
what a gift that relationship is for your children. Okay, parents, here's the take-home message for this episode. Siblings and friends sometimes have disagreements or tiffs. It's just part of life and learning how to interact with other people. They should not be made to feel bad about this, but rather the focus should be on helping them to see how their actions negatively affected a situation and what could be done differently the next time. These conflicts provide a learning opportunity that should be maximized, as well as an opportunity to mend the damaged relationship. An apology using my acknowledge and amends technique has the power to heal, strengthen, and deepen sibling and friend connections, but also inspire children to become compassionate and accountable individuals. Try it out this week if your child has less than ideal interactions with one of their siblings or friends. Use this technique regularly and you'll find you're raising caring and considerate kids with strong sibling and friendship bonds. Teaching your kids the acknowledge and amends technique is part of the consequences category of my 5 C's parenting framework. See, check yourself, are you an intentional parent at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 35 to learn more about the 5 C's. And to find more episodes in this consequences category, go to the show notes for this episode at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 40 and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. To dive deeper into the acknowledge and amends technique, check out my episode titled The Power of Apologizing to Your Kids, Strengthening the Parent-Child Connection at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 31. And to learn more about my 5Cs parenting framework and add more psychology-based tools to your parenting toolkit, check out my free boot camps. Find a parenting boot camp specific to your child's age at parentingwithpsychology.com slash boot camps. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week for help deciding whether to tell your kids that Santa is real. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. And finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please note that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents.